Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's Tinas. I'm Creamer. Together we are Run, Run the, the Fools. Fools. This is Off the Dome, the Austin Freestyle Podcast. Special guest this week, Ryan Darbon. Hey. Hey, that's me. We got some, everyone's got some dates. But first, before we get to dates, just email us. Email us up. It's offthedomeatx at gmail.com. Check mm-hmm. it out. Rate and review on iTunes, all that jazz. Like us on Facebook. Run the Fools. My name's uh, 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 Ty- Tyler J. Gross on Twitter. TJ Gross on Insta. What's that middle name stand for? What you think, Don? Jerome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just social justice warrior you got any dates what are your dates ryan um you can catch my all black uh improv troupe sugar water purple every wednesday night at cold town theater um for the month of september our show is going to be at 10 p.m but starting october 17th we're moving to uh 8 30 p.m every wednesday night nice um in a troupe called bric brac uh we've got a show at cold town i believe uh Thursday, September 20th, 8.30. And with this troupe, we'll also have a monthly slot uh, first Saturday of the month uh, and cold at Cold Town. I think it's 11 p.m. Um, and it's called Seriously, Whose Fucking Line Is It Anyways? We're doing kind of a whose line anything, but it gets a little dirty. We've also got a Run the Fools show. A couple of them coming up. Uh, we've got uh, Saturday, September 29th at 10 p.m. at Cold Town and... Also, October 4th at Cold Town Theater, 8.30 p.m. Check Great. it out. Great. If you're listening to this on September 7th, Friday, I have uh, uh, some spots at the Velveeta Room, Friday and Saturday night, the 7th and the 8th. Uh, I think they're 9 and 11 p.m. shows, but uh, you can go on the website and check hey, it out. Hey, 9 11 p.m. Never forget. Hey, never forget. Uh, let's see. Every Wednesday, of course, we have Buzzkill at the Buzz Mill, 9 p.m. Come check me out. Me and Angelina Martin hosting that motherfucking show with the best motherfucking comics in town. And on September 15th, I am at uh, the Taos Co-op. Uh, off of uh, somewhere. Guad? Yeah, sounds right. Off of Guadalupe, 7 p.m. doing Chortle Chortle Portal. Portal. Check it out. Here's the show. I love it. Genuinely like L.A. I mean, I don't live there, so that's the difference, but I do like L.A. a lot. I liked it. Uh, Was that your first time? It was my first time. Uh, Was there... What part of L.A. were you staying? I was staying right in between Silver Lake and Los Feliz. Los Feliz is great. It was cool. It. Apparently, apparently, it was like the it, everyone kept saying it was like a hip side of town. It was like East Austin or something. <laughs> I, the first time I went to L.A., I was absolutely shocked at like. We're recording. Uh, yeah, we're now recording. The homeless population there. It like it, it just sur- took me by surprise. It didn't because you know it's just obviously. I didn't see any. You didn't see any? I mean, there are like villages. I mean, I try. I, I generally try to avoid them, but also I didn't see any. <laughs> I didn't see any at all. I didn't, I didn't. Tyler, Tyler's I'm going to continue like, to joke like this. So. Like, Tyler's just like, I don't see homeless people. Yeah, I don't see class. <laughs> I recently did a bit where I just shit on homeless people. Didn't work. Uh, <laughs> People, turns out, didn't care for it. Uh, but you got to keep going. Oh, yeah, no. I'll, I'm, 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 I'm going to massage it a little bit and see, you know. It's all was, about- it, was it the audience? I mean, that's the thing with stand I don't know. I've never done stand-up. Yeah. So when you feel like you have a joke and it not, doesn't necessarily bomb the audience as it's feeling it, do you attribute that to the joke or do you attribute that to the audience? Because every audience is different, right? Or the mood, the energy is different. I feel like, and you can kind of, when you do improv, you can kind of feel it yeah. out and be like, oh, this is an energetic group, or this is kind of a so-so group of people. For sure. It definitely depends on the audience, depends on how new the bit is, how many times you've done the bit. Depends on your mood. Yeah. Depends on how many homeless people you insult. That's yeah. true. How many homeless people are in the audience. That's true. Uh, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a it, but the bad part was like a homeless uh, benefit. 
they were all there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I thought, you yeah. know. You did it at a soup kitchen? Yeah, I was, I was at a soup kitchen. I brought the mic and the On speakers. Christmas Day? They didn't like it. I don't know what it was. I don't know what their problem was exactly. It was really just you with the megaphone yelling yeah. at a homeless <laughs> population. That's all it really was, man. People don't understand me. Huh. Cough, cough. Clearing throat. <clears throat> Spare any change. No, nah, man, I don't see class. Oh, man. I just see money. Money. Yeah. money. Money. I got lots of money. 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 I got lots of money. Fuck you, money. Money. I got lots of money. Rich as fuck. I don't give a fuck. When I'm homeless, feels like my life is moving slow-mo. Yeah, need a hop-up on a train, calling me a hobo. Lambo. Yeah, like it's ignorant, ig- indigent <laughs> population. Damn. Uh, man, ah. yeah, need to save Rap. this whole nation. Uh, rapping about hoes, rapping about hoes, rapping, rapping about hoes. Really, I just need a brand new pair of clothes. Been wearing the same shit for like 20 weeks. Target. Man, need some change. Got a dollar bills to eat. Hey, yo. I'm high as fuck, just like my bank account. Rah. Need a pound of weed, fuck it, maybe an ounce. Spare some change, man. Fuck you in your mama. I like John McCain, motherfuck Obama. Uh. I know all y'all just sleeping on me, but I be s- chilling, just sleeping on streets. <laughs> yeah, seeing me back alley ways, I'ma do this type of thing, yeah, every day. Can I shower so I got the dreads up in my head? Man, I would cut that shit off, but I can't, so instead, use that shit for warmth. Man, I got me a puppy. How do I pay to feed it? Man, don't fucking ask me, huh? Damn, I'm in these streets, just trying to sleep. Just trying to not get shot, man, just trying to get something to eat. Spare some change? Fuck you. Yo, spare some change? Fuck you. Yo, spare some change? Fuck you. Yo, spare some change? Uh, yeah. How about, can you just spare some food? Oh, man, that hits me deep in the stomach, but it's full, dude. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> Grabbing stuff out of that dumpster. Yeah, what am I gonna get? Mmm, man, I wonder. Hey, you got like 50 cents? Okay. What about 40? Maybe 30? Maybe just a penny? Maybe just something to keep me running? That's because, man, it's been like wet for like 24 hours. Man, I know you like the shower, but to me, it does disempower yeah. me to move around the city. The public transportation is what? shit. And then I'm sitting in my own shit. So trust me, I'm just trying to get lit. And give me a 40 and give me some beer. Or give me some some liquor or give me some LSD something to pass the time I cannot be alone with me Yo, all the time but not an STD I want some molly I want some weed and maybe some Percocets you see I'm high as fuck and I can't see the lower class and who just needs the money shit I don't this bit may be crass but we really don't give a fuck Cause we the 1% shit Cruising in our Lexus Uh, I'm kinda fucked up But hey, we do it big in Texas But that's what it is What you know, I don't know So you can take your minimum wage While I snort this coke Damn. Got some money, some people says I should bank it. Nah, man, instead I'll be investing in some more blankets (laughs) 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 
Polio. Hey, what's up, podcast? Welcome to the podcast. My name's T Nasty. I'm Creamer. Together we are Run, Run the, the Fools. Fools. And hey, we got a guest. Ooh, Mr. Ryan. Darbon. <laughs> no, we did it. We did it. That was good. That was good. That was good. Darbon. It's Darbon. Darbon. I, I think I mentioned Darbon. before the show. Uh, I'm, it's French Creole. French Creole. Like Beyonce. Oh, if you like it, then you should have pronounced it correctly. <laughs> yes, I only claim the Creole part when I get pulled over or anything. I'm in a weird Facebook group that my dad added me to called Proud to Be Creole, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the politics right, of Louisiana and sort of what that means to be call yourself Creole. And a lot of people say, well, is it a culture? Is it a race? Is it this? Is it that? And I think there's a lot of... It's, it's kind of like Jewish people in that way. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. I've read. Uh, you've read books. Uh, <laughs> I've read... I've watched Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, it's weird because in that group... And particularly, it, it does get kind of strange where they're like, well, we're not black, uh, we're this. And and so when people say that, and you think about the history of Creoles, especially in Louisiana, right, they were always higher educated, upper class, some of them even owned slaves. And so when stuff like that it comes out, especially now, it is a little weird and it does feel a little a little strange when people are very like adamant about being like, we are not black, we are this. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm glad that you're, you know, Disassociating yourself from black people here live on the podcast. Oh, absolutely, it's absolutely, absolutely. It's great, uh, to ha- it's great to have you and your not black self. We, uh, <laughs> we I'm just an Irish, no, I, Irish my, man. My, my grandpa, uh, first language was French, born in Louisiana. Oh, cool. Not it is, It's Creole, New Orleans specific, or kind of just Louisiana in oh, general? Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana yeah. in general, yeah. So he, his, his first uh, language was French, so he like worked on a farm. He said for Christmas he used to get an apple. Wow. Different times, man. Different times. Yeah, but was it a candied apple? No, no, was, it, was it a whole apple? It was, just, it was just like, man, we get apples for Christmas, man. And no I'm peanut si- butter, though? Damn. I'm sitting here playing my Nintendo like, pew, pew, huh? Shut up, Grandpa. Like, your stories are boring. Oh, I didn't get another controller for my N- N64 this Christmas. Yeah. I hate you, Grandpa. Yeah. And I always ask my mom, because I'm always like, because it's my mom's side of the family. I'm like, hey, so are we... Creole, like I, I never know, like is, is is Grandpa Creole or like what the hell? And then she always just like, well, Creole's so hard to define. Yeah, because it, it is. It's like it's it has to do with like the mixing of what it's mixing of black and French over time, right? Yeah, it's black, French, Spanish, yeah. Native American. Um, it's so, it's, so. it's a hodgepodge, right, of just so many different things. One might say a gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think there's other Creoles too. Like if you go, or I don't, I don't know if it's isn't Creole kind of more of a generic thing too, where it's just like yeah. So it's like there's like Canadian Creoles, there's Haitian Creoles, Haitian Creoles. It's very um, complicated. The the African diaspora is widened. Well, I'm not African. We we've established that. I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah, Creole. Right. Uh, I would hope the Creoles would be a part of that. I would hope. Ryan, Ryan rolled in and was like, Creole lives matter. <laughs> Which is true. It's the first thing I said. (laughs) You ever go to Louisiana? Uh, Of course. Do you like you go there all the time? Uh, I mean, I was born there. Um, I uh, yeah, I have a lot of my family still live out there. Um, Louisiana is a weird 
place. I used to have an accent as a kid, and then I actually moved to Austin when I was about seven or eight. Oh, move ahead of to Austin, Texas, riding dog on everybody. And that was me. Yeah, <laughs> we, moved, we came on like the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> on like a, I was trying to do the, I'm trying to make it more swampy. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I will say, how do you do it? It's hard. I can't do yes, it. Yes, you can. It is hard to do a Louisiana accent. Like I don't think anybody has We're ever from the swamps. <laughs> Gun right. Do you still have family uh, who live in that area? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do they also have accents? They do. They so do. How, how would you make fun of them doing their accents? I never would make fun of my <laughs> I love my family, Patrick. I love them very much. Uh, I would never do that. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a cassette tape out there that exists of me as a seven-year-old kid just talking into a tape recorder. Uh, Playing the washboard. Uh, first mixtape? <laughs> first mixtape. <laughs> uh, actually, I did sing uh, a Biggie song on it. I remember specifically. Oh, nice. It's kind of embarrassing. Big, big, big. <laughs> You're nailing Man, that. Man, I want to do that. I want to uh, get it down. I'm not, not good at accents, as you can tell. Oh, dude, you got you to gotta nail accents, right? You'll never make it in Hollywood if you don't nail I, accents. I don't plan on it. I don't plan on making it. I'm going to be one of those hobos we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, something I was going to say about that, there's a, there's like a, a walking tour in Austin where it's just like an audio file and it like, it's a, some app that uses your like GPS location and you can walk around and it's about the, uh, the servant girl killer. Have either of you heard of this? No. It's like, no. there's some, like the first serial killer in America was in Austin hmm. and, uh, it caused enough Keeping of, it weird, baby. Ca- caused enough of a stir that like, that people were scared, and that's why they put up all these the moon towers, hence Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Um, and they and when you're coming into Austin, because they used to not be electric, um, when you were coming in, all these moon towers looked like a violet crown, hence the uh, cin- violet crown cinema and all the those history. things. Damn. But but this so this walking tour is kind of like you know you'll have actors doing characters of like oh yeah I used to be a, a shoe yeah. peddler on on <laughs> Congress Street yeah this is my original building you can see on your left and on your right you can still see a bunch of homeless people on the street uh, by the shelter there and I was like it's weird because this like you know this walking tour came out a couple of years ago and they're like there's probably still gonna be homeless people down that alleyway and it's weird being like hearing. A recording of someone describing something that you're seeing currently that's like people. It's yeah. like Machiavelli shit. Uh, <laughs> Machiavelli was uh, Tupac. Uh, mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. I also heard that, like, whenever that they were going after that serial killer and uh, they were being cornered by the authorities, so they went to go hideout, hence hideout theater. And. Um, Mm-hmm. Oh man, this history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was actually yeah. winter at the time, yeah. so it was like a cold town. Hence, <laughs> cold, cold town, town theater. Uh, yeah. But then, you know, the uh, the killer and his wife had a big falling out after they were, you know, after he was captured. Hence, the new movement. <laughs> uh, <theater. laughs> Uh, there's also a theory that that murderer is Jack the Ripper because those killings started right after the ones in England stopped. And so they're like, what if he just got on a boat, came across the Atlantic? Live music capital of the world, yeah, baby. Man. Uh, <laughs> he, was like, <laughs> he was like, I hear they've got great barbecue. <laughs> and Heineken. No, not Heineken. Uh, what's that beer that we make here? Lonesome? Yeah, there we go. Lonesome. Shiner. Shiner Bach. Well, we make that in Shiner. We have, we have some sours that we make here. Got the, got the Blue Owl. I don't know anything about alcohol. You don't drink? Uh, not so much anymore, no. That what is... happened? I'm Creole, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did all my drinking at seven. That's why I that accent. <laughs> yeah. Killer. Killing. I just like uh, 
Je ne sais pas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm a killer, a French killer. I'm gonna have to go and fill up my fucking tally with all of these bodies. Count them one, two, three. Oh, yeah, there's so many I'm moving. I'm never losing. I'm always dodging the police. Talking about murders, yes, I am a serious man. I be dropping them bodies, who? Yeah, serious Sam. Uh, like I'm active in that NY. Uh, yeah, laying out them bodies, it's our end, guys. Damn, I'm the son of Sam coming at you, dude. You can't see me when I nephew. You and your family too I'm gonna kill your whole fucking crew I got you well Damn, they call me Jack the Ripper from hell Rap, rap with my homies Man, we laugh again My boy Ryan is Creole Not African <laughs> You better not forget Those moves I'll begin again Because French, Louisiana, man Those are my kin Yeah, got recordings Like I let that CD play Yeah, dropping bodies Like I'm BTK Uh, yeah, deep cut For your murderer fans <laughs> Man, yeah, cause we are a murderer band yo i'm light skin yes not a dark nigga shouts out to drake van hell shit go figure oh no can i say the n-word on this podcast yep. okay cool nick <laughs> 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 yeah Hey Patrick, oh, can, I say, can I say the end word of this podcast? <laughs> as yep. long as that my boy Patrick says it's okay, I will be saying nigga like uh all day. Man left and right with the end word tossing. Say nigga at the top because I am the bossin. Uh yeah, say one thing at a time, yes it figures. Yeah, we're just doing one thing at a time, getting bigger. Yeah, man, yeah, cause we're talking like grave diggers. Uh, man, yeah, cause I'm Oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's okay, dude. You can say it too, because we know you. Your intention's good. Yeah, that's all right. Even though you live in Austin, Nance, all white. <laughs> all white, all white is all right. But then I get my light skin out, ass out at night. Oh, then they say, are hey, you not? Black enough to be white Or the other way around But it's still fucking tight Hey, Austin's not all white It's off-white Yes, it's eggshell And it's cream-colored Yeah, right Oh, man So many different whites uh, Sort of like Old Navy khakis, right? (laughs) That's how I describe Austin Yeah, khaki, beige, tan Cargo khakis uh, uh, Short dockers, khakis Dickies khakis Put a little cream in my cream that's Austin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's it's true. It's real. That's true. Put a little cream in my milk. Yeah, it's half and half. Half white and the other half white. Yeah, I gotta laugh. Uh, man. Yeah, gentrification. Uh, yeah, it's happening here and the whole nation. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Gentrification. Miscegenation. African nation. Wakanda. Your mama. Alright, that's all I got. It's still fuck a cop. Cause that's all I got. I'm coming back, I'm screaming now. Hey yo, yo, shot, shot, shot. Damn. This beat is fading out. I'm high as fuck. We're fading now. There it is. I like it though. We got real, we got political. Thank you, Patrick, for giving me permission this yeah, no, sure thing. Like, oh, yeah no it's fine <laughs> oh yeah please, i encourage it please please, please i didn't please. have a chance to i didn't even have a chance to say it you're like yeah it was good it's one of the staples of the podcast <laughs>
<laughs> it's funny because uh, usually we end on the like more social conscious stuff <laughs> and and start out talking about like whimsy and entertainment. Yeah. Like oh, we forgot to mention up, up top. Oh, that we did in the intro, of course. Uh, that we will record. Yeah, um, I'm gonna cut out us talking about it right now because it already happened. You can cut out, and we can you can start back. Here and we've uh, mentioned that you're a, a filmmaker, yes, uh, a local uh, improviser, sure. And would you consider yourself a rapper? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think um, you have a rap name. I do. What it's uh, Doc Brown. Burr, 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 burr. Uh, Doc Brown. Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Yeah, I like it, baby. Uh, yeah, I've been rapping Do- for Doctor Doc Brown for Doctor Doc Brown. <laughs> little, little, little Doc Brown. <laughs> little, little Doc. Little Doctor Doc Brown. Uh, Doctor Doctor Brown. Doctor Doc Brown, PhD, MD, uh, MD, MD. Of course, MD. of course. Uh, I've been rapping for a long time. Um, When's your first rap? Two thousand twelve. That's the first time you tried freestyling. Yeah. So recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess how old are you? How old are you? I'm thirty two. So that 32. was twenty six. Six. Twenty six. Yeah. Uh, it's been a minute. I, um, so I met this guy. So I used to, I started this um, nonprofit film series called Cinema 41, which sounds a lot more impressive than what it is. But we would do screenings of movies, and we actually used to screen a lot of the hideout uh, back in the day. And um, this guy moved from San Francisco, and I got connected with him because he was interested in, in um, like being involved. And so just through our conversations, I found out he was a rapper from California. Hmm. And... Um, Shouts out to my buddy Noah, who will never listen to this. Uh, <laughs> but he, hey, we were just fucking around, and he was like, "Oh, I got this beat. We should just do something." And then that's how we kind of started doing a group together. And we were really—I don't know if you guys ever listened to Das Racist uh, yeah. when they were big. Yeah, I was—I was really into them, and I think they were one of my inspirations for starting to rap. And uh, our music was very inspired by what they were doing. And so, no, no water black, Filipino. Filipino. Yeah. And he was still one of the best rappers I've ever met. He was, uh, side, side note about Noah, his grandfather was a famous filmmaker in the Philippines. Uh, oh, cool. He was also the assistant director on uh, Apocalypse Now. Oh, huh. shit. Yeah. Did he rap? Uh, yeah, dude. He killed it. You the may have heard grandpa? of him. Grandpa? Notorious B.I.G. Uh, <laughs> That's Noah's grandpa. Okay. That's Noah's grandpa. I didn't know he was Filipino. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> uh, uh, and so that's how it, it started. Then Noah moved away, moved back to California to start a family. And actually, he's moving to New Zealand to go to fucking grad school. So oh, yeah. good for that dude. Uh, anyway, so that's I, when you started spitting, though. That's when I started spitting. I continued the group. We continued the group with other with other people, and then been playing ever since. Yeah, man, we've opened for Ghetto Boys and People Under the Stairs and some other big acts. We played oh, yeah. on Festival Killer Mike. Yeah. Wait, so what is it? Is this a, is this a is this a rap group or is this like funny rap? Like what is it? It's a rap group. I mean, I think it started out as funny rap. And then it kind of like I think our first song was about doo doo, uh, <laughs> which was like a shit. Man, the song about the simplicity <laughs> of saying doo doo that is just so funny, forever funny, man. Uh, some doo-doo. We thought we were really clever, like. Uh, but then life can't be all about doo doo. No, man, man. man, it's gotta sometimes be. Sometimes the sometimes shit gets real. <laughs> <laughs> shit happens, man. Um, yeah, so it's been fun, and uh, it, we've kind of haven't been doing as much as we used to the past couple of years. But um, mm. what do you like? To, what do you like to rap about? What, what, where do you where do you tend to go? Because are you writing these raps? Yeah, I, I, raps? but I mean, I'll sit there. The way I write is I'll just sit there and listen to a beat for eight or nine hours and just mm-hmm. try to figure stuff out. But um, I mean, how often do you say bitch? You know, uh, you want to get real for a second? Yeah. All the time. No, I. Uh, <laughs> when we started the group, Noah and I started the group. Um, that was one of our things. We were like, you know what? 
there are certain things we're not going to say just because that's not us. It's like people, right? And so bitch was one of them and uh, a couple other words that we were like, you know, you know, whatever. So a lot of our music kind of- It's like mango. Mango. I just, uh, I just never say mango. I don't know why. Uh, African-American. I <laughs> never, say. never say African-American on a rap. Uh, <laughs> if anyone ever did, I'd slap the shit out of them. Uh, yeah. But no, it, and so yeah, so I write these raps and- what do you write about? What's the topic? The topic? I don't What's know. The it's, a lot it, of it is it political. Is it per- a emotional? A lot of it is political. Is it's about you ever have you ever have like twenty one questions, like fifty cents twenty one, like about a girl. I wrote one about a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about a girl. Shit, what was it called? It was called uh, good we- good weed red wine. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good weed red wine. Oh man, I want to hear that so bad. Uh, What's the best line from it? <sighs> It's you're so pro-choice and you so and you so profound. Uh, <laughs> I think it's one of my damn, favorite lines. Damn, she loves abortions. That's cool, man. That's, <laughs> yeah. cool. That's cool to write a rap about that. That's cool. Yeah. But before before the podcast, uh, I asked what you'd uh, want to be like classified as, and you said more filmmaker because he leaned that way. You got anything? the pipeline or yeah i guess i could say this because it's this is coming out friday right yeah or this friday um so i just i've spent the past year working on a film that we raised a lot of i mean a decent amount of money for a short film about black punk musicians in austin it's not a documentary it's a narrative but we're sort of at the tail end of it Mm. and so we're in our post-production phase but we just got a grant uh, from Austin Film Society, which oh, nice. that'll be announced, I think, Wednesday. Uh, uh, so that's super cool. But that's that's been a basically my life for the past year, and it's after this is just submitting the festivals. But uh, but yeah, that's that's probably the biggest thing I've done. But I've done music videos and stuff uh, for bands in Austin, and um, I used to do a lot of video sketch comedy. That's how mm. I went to film school at UNT, and so that's how we started getting into into stuff. So we were around. I don't know. We were like early early days of youtube like putting stuff out mm-hmm. there and i don't know if you guys ever have like this is gonna sound really shitty and i don't mean it too <laughs> i don't know if you guys have regrets about things but i feel like if we were smart no, and had the forethought to continue doing sketch videos i feel like something could have happened because mm-hmm. again we were sort of at the early stages and getting lots of views on these things that we were putting out yeah but i think we were just like yeah this is stupid whatever we're not mm-hmm. going to do yeah. this anymore and then all of a sudden how could you know at the time yeah totally and like yeah. all of a sudden you have like Derek comedy yeah things like that just yeah. uh, uh the whitest kids you know like all these things just kind of come out of fucking nowhere around the same time and all these guys sort of blowing and which is cool i mean it was really funny but i think yeah we were still in school it's not like we had a lot of free time to like to do this all the time or just yeah. produce content and again we were just 19 20 years old we were not thinking of like marketing or like we got to have mm-hmm. x amount of videos every month uh to keep our fan base or whatever or, I'm, or that you're gonna flip uh these this sketch this collection of sketches into a recurring character role on community <laughs> 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 we actually wrote the pilot to community and uh, <laughs> before it, yeah. I, I, I don't know i think it's cool but. yeah for sure something you mentioned uh question about you mentioned like so raising money for like the film yeah. which I, I i have like uh i can visualize but then you get a grant for is that to like just aid in editing i mean we can cut this no 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 uh absolutely i mean it's it's such a stupid process and an expensive process and i think that's why i was so attracted to improv because Mm. the results are immediate yeah i mean aside from paying for classes it's not a lot of money right and it's not a lot of your time or physical like or, or just like mental energy um 
And so just this 10 minute film was is probably gonna end up costing twenty thousand dollars which is like fucking wild to me and a lot yeah. of that we raised which is really cool which it, that in and of itself was like a full-time job just mm-hmm. hounding people every single day uh to donate but um this money that we're gonna get is gonna Did you help. write it the film yeah okay. yeah, yeah, yeah um inspired by some personal experience we got real musicians to play the actors and so inspired by their personal experiences too um, but this is supposed to be a proof of concept for a bigger piece is mm. kind of the idea. But, um, yeah, this, the money is going to help pay for post-production. So we're doing a sound mix right now, and then it's going to help pay for uh, color correction, too. Gotcha. And then hopefully maybe a little bit of money left over to help pay for film festival submissions. Nice. Yeah, which is... How much in the, in the film you made, how much do you hit on doo-doo? Say it at least three times. Like three? if you go back and look at my filmography, like is it, is all it the like, doo doo Easter eggs. Is it like, like <laughs> you have the doo doo trilogy? <laughs> the, is, the, is there any conflict between the characters of like, no nah, man, we're supposed to be punk. I know, and doo doo is punk, man. No, it's not punk. It's just not. How'd you know? Man? That's because you know what? I Verbatim. Can, I can see like, it because I was, I was, I was also in the punk scene. <laughs> I was also in the Austin Black Punk scene. Yeah, and, all, um, all five of us. All five I, of I must have missed you at those meetings. <laughs> if, uh, I, do you love punk music? Uh, yeah, yeah. I used to, I used to play. I used to be really into big into metal and punk a long time. And I think again, that's why I like hip hop a lot. I feel like there's a lot of similarities mm-hmm. between the two in terms of just the aggression and kind of where it comes from. Yeah, um, I saw a meme. It was like the, you know the hands. Oh yeah, yeah, together, yeah, yeah. and they're like, you know, they're like, oh, we're different, but. We both we both hate the police. Yeah, that's what, what. What's the one that's like, that's like you know I'm Mexican, I'm Asian, and then it's like we can both say the N word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We keep. I want to ask you about the N word. What do you think about uh, people saying the N word that aren't black? That's crazy. Because you, 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 jokingly maybe or not suggested in the rap that Creamer <laughs> go ahead and say it because you're a friend. Oh, that was that was joking. Yeah. Pat, don't take that to heart. <laughs> that was, no, he, that was he a would, bit. He, I've been trying for a while, and he won't. He just won't say it. He's a good. Uh, he's a good guy. He wouldn't say uh, it. He's gonna keep his job because he doesn't say anything. <laughs> we were having this conversation on Saturday night, the night of our Oop show, and uh, we were talking about. Are you guys familiar with uh, Fat Joe and Big Pun? And yeah. So I was talking about, I feel like... They're both Puerto Rican, right? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like... Callens, like these uh, Puerto Ricans from the Bronx get a pass. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just feel like that's like... I don't know. They, they There's... Say it in the rap. I think Immortal Techniques says, says it in his rap. Um, Fat Joe, for sure. Do you like it? Uh, yeah, it doesn't bother Personally, me. Personally, no. It doesn't. It does bother me. I'm like, I'm not listening to Fat Joe unless he says it. <laughs> yeah, I just did this uh, cut of all his, all this time saying the N word and put it together. Yeah. Into a song. <laughs> uh, it's just I've recently decided that uh, I don't I don't care for it, but that's not my it's not it's not my sword to fall on. If I hear if I have a friend say it in some context and I'm like but if they say it with the hard R of course I mean like they're, if they're like a racist person then sure I mean I have a problem with that but if it just like comes up if they're like oh man I was watching this show man they said no 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 and I'd be like alright dude whatever All right. but uh, yeah I, I just it, it's, it's exhausting to think you have to always fight that battle as a black person I mean, there's so many battles right there's, there's a lot of battles <laughs> to, to lot of fight battles. yeah I mean I don't, I don't it doesn't particularly bother me I grew up with friends, white friends, Mexican friends, whatever, who would say it. And I think it's just, again, before, you know, becoming woke or whatever. Um, yeah, it never bothered me. It never felt weird. Um, and again, I mean, this is, I know people who would fucking sock you in the face. Sure. If you're not black, if you said it, right? So 
I yeah, understand I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm black and people get mad at me. They're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dark, say it that. You da- darken up before you say that, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you at like a hideout show and it's like the owner's eye, like Roy. It's like the nicest guy <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. world. <laughs> <laughs> him saying it? Yeah, yeah, him say, at him me. say both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when I said it on stage during the marathon? When, uh, when I think we said it during Sugar Water Purple and then you, you got me out of it. I remember that. It was a big moment. Because it was like, I was, I was, we were in a scene. Were you Kanye in that scene? Or I no? think I was uh, Jay, Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, were yeah, doing yeah. the whole Ray thing, yeah, 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 like, yeah. I kept doing the Ray impression, the Jamie Foxx impression. And then I was like, man, I'm not doing uh, Django again, having Leo DiCaprio call me nigga on stage forever. And everyone was like, oh, my. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. you, you tapped me, and then we moved in. You did, like, a callback to an earlier thing. You remember that? Oh, yeah, with the, the walkers or whatever. Yeah, because like like, yeah, we were, like, what, you were, like, look at all these DiCaprios. Or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. goddamn yeah. lazy yeah, that DiCaprio. A, that was a good one. That was a good uh, one. Uh, that was yeah. a, that was fun, man. I had a, I had a lot of fun. That was with great. That. Um, anyway, so that's your original point. Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like I could talk about this process all day, but that's something mm-hmm. I think I, I get. Even though I find more immediate satisfaction in doing improv or even doing rap, mm. I think long term filmmaking is sort of what's kind of pulling me where I, where I want to go. And even though it's frustrating and physically draining and emotionally draining and a thousand other things, financially draining, uh, I feel more satisfied at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Like when mm-hmm. I look at it, and I'm like. We fucking did this, even though it took a year and through blood, sweat and tears, like we made this thing. Yeah. Regardless of where it goes, if it gets to festivals or not, it's so cool to sort of have that in, in your back pocket. Um and have that as part of your portfolio or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think like the, 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 the good and the bad part about improv is the satisfaction's so immediate and that's what makes it fun. But then also like, you know, if you make a film, you could someone could be like, This is a great film, like let's make more of these. But then Yeah. You're never gonna. No one's gonna be like, you had a great scene. Let's fucking. There's nowhere to go with it. You well, know? do you feel like it happens less in Austin and more than in a place like LA, where like you never know who's gonna be in the crowd, right? So you may have a great. Mm-hmm. You may do the race scene, and then someone's like, this guy's really funny. Let's give him a commercial, or let's give him an, an, at least a an, you know a meeting with somebody that, for a television I, show I, or some shit. I yeah. just don't know. I don't know how it works there. That might happen, but like, I don't know. Maybe, but I mean. Because yeah, I'm feeling a little bit of, of what you're both talking about. Like, I'm s- just barely starting to make baby steps in terms of, like, oh, writing some stuff and, like, you know, having something that would ha- be a finished product that is not just, you know, off the top of, off the dome of, uh, on iTunes. Uh, that, that, you know, the skills that I've gotten from coming up through mostly improv are like, oh, I can, you know, craft a narrative, a wordplay, et cetera, that I can then put those towards something as a finished product that will be more rewarding. But like to make more steps in this area, it would either be like do that or move somewhere where there would be those opportunities for sure for someone to see me being pithy at the drop of a hat. And even then, I don't think there's actual a career in improv right I, but you see people yeah, that do few, it that are right. like in commercials like Flo or the 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 guy from tj and dave who's mm-hmm. in the sonic commercials mm-hmm. and it's like yeah they do improv they're world-renowned improvisers or whatever but they make their money from this like they don't make their money from doing improv yeah. um which but i like yeah like you said you sort of have to be in a bigger city for those opportunities to come up i feel like um, and, and I do love Austin because we get a lot of stage time and mm-hmm. I think it's it's you go to a place like LA and I've had friends that moved there and I mean I have a friend who's moved there has been there for a year and a half now and I think he's only been on stage about seven times Oof. Uh, you know what? 
improv improv right which is crazy i mean you like you if you if you kind of hustled in austin you could have a show every week yeah fucking two or three times a week bar right? prov yeah like just yeah. some venue in town who you're like hey you using the space uh wednesday evenings or just hopping on to like other yeah, people are like yeah, really yeah. receptive right and mm -hmm. so so i think we're lucky in that sense but i do think and i don't know if you guys feel this way like you do hit a glass ceiling eventually or like you just you hit a, a wall at some point mm -hmm. where you're like where can i go from here like what is about else? being in town yeah yeah just being in austin i don't know yeah. if it's I don't know if it's less, more like that with stand-up. Do you feel like that? Like, are you feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm sort of building this, a name for myself here. Eventually, I need to get out. Yeah, because I do feel that way. I do feel I need to get out. Um, there's people who have gotten national recognition being based in Austin. Uh, that's rare. Yeah, I mean, this rare. is Martha Kelly. Uh, well, I mean, Chris... I mean, Martha Kelly's obviously she, you know, was in what movie was that? She was in a movie. She was in Spider Man. Spider Man. She had a, a talking role in Spider Man. Yeah, she was in Spider Man. She was in uh, Baskets. Yeah. On FX, so like, she, there's her, but like, uh, for stand up specifically, there's like Chris Tellez. He recently got tapped by Comedy Central. There's Devin Walker. He did a Comedy Central thing. Yeah. Chris uh, Cubis. Chris, yeah, Chris Cubis. He was on uh, one of the Chris Hardwick's talk show at thing. midnight, I think. At midnight, yeah. something like mm -hmm. that. And then, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, Vanessa Gonzalez. She's in LA now, but she Maggie Mae's in LA now. Yeah, so there are people, but like, it's not very many people, and it, it's, uh, I don't know. It's like this is a good place to develop. I mean, I, I, I talked about it on the last podcast me going to LA, being very inspired by the scene, and um, being around greatness. That yeah. th those are the great spots for stand up. So it's like. If you're really trying to be great at stand-up, then you got to go where other great people are. I'm glad it inspired you, right? I'm glad you didn't feel, like, disheartened by the scene or, like... Some of the people that I were with. They, I, like, we, some of us came from Austin to L.A., and yeah. like, some of them were just like, this place, man. I was like, <laughs> oh, like Starstruck? No, not Starstruck. Or they, Jaded? Or just... They were like, they were like, we could never make it here. Mm. And I was like, oh. I feel like I could. <laughs> I could try, you know. Like well, there's, yeah. there's something exciting because there's so much competition, yeah. right? Not to say there's not competition in Austin, but it's just I feel like people are hungrier in LA or like mm -hmm. Chicago, yeah. New York. It's like, oh shit, I have to be at the top of my game. I can't because again, I think you can kind of get complacent and Absolutely. be a funny and talented person, but it's like I think in LA, you constantly have to work at it and kind mm -hmm. of evolve, and because there's always going to be somebody better, right? Yeah. Um, and so it it that to me is really inspiring. Hold on. I got a I got a great one to start with. Sure. <laughs> yeah. This conversation got too real. Too real, man. Yeah. Opportunities. Man. When it knocks, do you answer the door? Regrets. Sorry, I should say when it texts, when opportunity texts, <laughs> do you Shit. respond? 2018. New phone. Who did? Rapping about doo doo. I mean that stunk. Made a movie. Black punk. <laughs> oh yeah, man, watch me rock. Oh yeah, watch the movie knock your socks off. Feel like I need to move somewhere else or just develop myself here and no one else can do what I do. Think put things together. Huh? Man, I feel like am I just being clever? Uh oh man, shit, I guess I'm stuck in the rut. I guess I'm stuck. I'm just like, what the fuck do I do next? Do I make another movie? Do I move to LXLA? I don't know. Every day sipping yay who? 
Stay in ATX, lot of stage time I go up. Oh, learn to rap, shout out to Noah. Oh yeah, Filipino, he's my broer. Man, that's the dude, and hopefully he got his family together. I feel like I'm doing some things that are decent. Am I just being complacent? Hmm. Man, I need to make some moves, not be stuck in a rut, but am I stuck in a groove? Whoop. Yo, stuck in the groove just like this beat? Do I continue to do improv or move my feet? That didn't really rhyme. I'm kind of off this shit, yo. When's this shit gonna kick back in? <laughs> Man, these beats are feeling kinda, 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 kinda what? I don't know everything just like kinda sucks. Nah, I'm just playing. You know, I'm just saying. I made a fucking movie and you know I keep paying those bills. I like to pay homage. Yeah, that's what it is. Amish, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I rap, I promise. He raps, he promise. He never bombing. He making movies. He fucking launching. Like 10, 20 grand, man, it's an omen. For the greatness coming. He just got a zoning. Just leave him alone and don't text, don't phone him. Because he working. He trying to make it. He trying to reach the tippy top, reaching greatness. And some people gon' love it, some people gon' hate it. But at least he made it and he said it today, bitch. Sometimes I'm bad like I'm bragging, dick and arrogant. Yeah, never rhyme with African American. Yeah, not putting that in those rhymes. Yeah, cause we do this all yeah, the time. I started rapping back in what? Back in 2012. I used to rap about poop and shit. It did me well. But now I got a little bit political, satirical. I started rapping about how McCain is hypocritical. Or maybe Obama too. I don't really know. Fuck the GOP and fuck you, dude. Fuck the rapper Snow. Just fuck everything because I'm a nihilist. Yes, I'm done. Check out the movie please the mentalist what the mentalist <laughs> check out that movie they're making a movie now uh yeah yeah it's a good movie uh <laughs> i'd be soft like yogurt uh yeah that's that's me just i didn't i feel like you're working man that's good yeah i also feel bad for complaining though because i i do live a privileged life here in austin for what it is right uh i mean out. if you if you you're a true Austinite when you complain and then acknowledge your privilege. That's what it means to be. Well, I'm privileged to a certain degree. That's what it means to be. Where's the pecking order of privilege? I mean, you're not African. You have African Americans. You have African Americans. You have Irish Americans because they were slaves too. Uh, and you have Creoles. And they're white America. So we're just a notch below white America. Oh man, that's fucking something else, man. Uh, your family do gumbo. <laughs> Dude, my family does great gumbo. My That's grandmother cool. makes um the best gumbo I've ever had, and uh, you know, like any grandmother, she just doesn't know the recipe. Like, yeah, doesn't know measurements, so it's just like, man, whatever, just this, that, She's that. Like, mm, just you just shake, <laughs> you, just you gotta shake stop that. Bit. That you always just, you just shake a little bit. That's how you know. <laughs> that always blows my mind. Uh, growing up, I had a friend who was like second generation, like Russian immigrant, and her mom ran a catering business. And every time I'd come over, it was always a like, oh, Patrick, we need to put more meat on your bones. Here's like a steak with mushrooms and some borscht I've had simmering for eight hours. And it's like, and I'm like, wow, what'd you put in this? She's like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every Christmas, my family, instead of like turkey or something like that, gumbo. Really? Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's, yeah, that's good. our tradition. We love it. It's uh, good. It's are you, where were you, where are you from? 
Houston. You from Houston? Houston. Where are you from, Patrick? Yeah. Also Houston. We went to like uh, high schools in the same district that we didn't realize until we met in Austin. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So you guys didn't know each other no. in Houston no. at all. That's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. He's, um, on, he's on the rich side of town. <laughs> no, man, that was Clear Lake. I went to Clear Creek. You went to Clearbrook. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, you went to Creek. Yeah. Creek's not a Creek's not a good one. Did you know yeah, Carlisle Yarbo? <laughs> Are we just making up names now? <laughs> <laughs> That's my friend Carlo, man. You no, know, he went not. to Clear Creek and y'all are similar ages. Gotcha. You know, he was very no. cool. Oh, then I didn't know. <laughs> uh, when did you start doing improv? The both of you. Uh, Three years ago. I started 2013, beginning of 2013. Why'd you get into it? Uh, initially to get to make my stand-up better. We may have talked about this on the podcast before, but I was doing like open mics for about like six months. And the thing that made me most nervous was like, riffing off of what the person who just went up had said or like you know addressing someone you know not necessarily heckling but the occasional outburst yeah i was like oh i'm so uncomfortable and then i started doing improv and i was like this is this is more time efficient than stand-up just in terms of like you can get together with a group of friends and do scenes for a couple hours versus wait you know two hours to do your three minutes potentially yeah and uh so now what about you Kind of the exact same thing. I want. I came. I came to Austin. I wanted to do stand up, and I was afraid to do it. So I started doing improv at the hideout. And I did just you started... come to Austin to do stand up? No, I came to Austin because Austin's. A, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Austin was like an artsy kind of place. Mm-hmm. My brother was here. So hmm. He seemed to like it. So I came here for that. And I was like, while I'm here, I was like, yeah, I gotta, gotta get in it. I, it was probably for comedy, but it wasn't like. F- you know, for comedy. You know, it's just like yeah, I mean, yeah. like I was in college. I went to A and M. I was in College Station. I was yeah. like, I can't stay here. Yeah, I gotta go somewhere. I'm not going back to Houston because that's where I grew up. Mm. Austin seems like the coolest place to go. As like a young. Did you ever entertain the idea of actually moving outside of Texas? No. Um, before you went. No, no. Yeah, Austin just seemed like the best place for a young hip, caramel-colored black dude who wanted to fuck white girls. <laughs> this is like a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> you be fucking what you doing? <laughs> you dating anybody? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I know? Should I know this? Do you know Lily Lopez? Liliana I Lopez. Don't. She's um, she produced uh, Latinots. I'm a look her up. Mm. Uh, yeah, we live together. We've oh been, shit, it's like a thing. Yeah, she's the only person in the improv community I've da- ever dated. Well, uh, we've a, been together for that's a good almost call. three years, which <laughs> I'm happy. What are you doing? I, don't know. I was trying to look up what she looks like. Um. Yeah. Recognize her. So there was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Let's see what we got. You might have recognized. You've seen it around. Her? No. That's <laughs> looks like an old woman. It might That's, be. It's uh, making great podcasting. You can't see it, but right, he's. So Lily Lopez doesn't actually. I'm exist sure you guys anybody. have. <laughs> no, she does. Wait, is, man. She she, a, is she your Canadian girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Listen, she, we she, haven't she met her. In, uh, yeah, but she's a model, Nova right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's a model. You may have seen her on a what, show. What theater do you go to? Oh, she don't go to that theater. She goes to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, 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 the one next door to Hideout. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's cool. So y'all, y'all living together? Yeah. How long y'all been together? It's almost three years. Y'all do bits. We do do bits. We haven't done uh, do uh, bits. <laughs> name of the podcast. Name of the podcast episode. <laughs> do do bits. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like do do bits. Uh, yeah, I mean, is there is there drama in your life? Don't turn it back on us. We're talking about you and your doo-doo bits. Hey, look, I used to, I used to host a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you know how to divert. Yeah, uh, asking us about ourselves like we're guests or something. <laughs> what about you? I want to know more about y'all. That's she, I, so she's Lopez, so she's Hispanic? I think so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so she's a. Could you? Did you? Do you like? Did you ever date white girls? And do you like dating white girls? Oh man, on this spot. Um, yeah, I, I've I've dated. That sound like a fucking uh, PSA, but I've, I've dated women of all color. Uh, Patrick, insert the applause right here. <laughs> yep. I forgot to on the last episode. Yeah. It was going in here, though. Um, she's the first serious relationship I've been in with somebody who's Mexican. Okay. So. Okay, very good. Yeah. It's just because I, 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 I think, man, dating white girls, man, it's tough, especially in this town. It's because they're very white. Yeah, it's interesting. And, I used to date a woman who was only in town for like three. She was in town for an internship, but she was from Massachusetts. And she was in town for a theater internship, and we met just randomly one night, and we dated pretty much until she went moved back to Massachusetts. Um, but we would get into weird, um, not arguments, but with like debates. Definitely one of the whitest girls I've ever dated, for sure. Absolutely. What, um, kind of, what kind of arguments? Are they race well, I, what, Kind of, yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you guys find yourself doing this. Maybe it's because we're from Texas or maybe it's because, you know, we're Creole or black or whatever. But when I would be describing someone, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's that swole-ass black dude or he's that swole-ass white dude or Mexican dude. And she'd be yeah. like, why do you say that? And I was like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's yeah. like why, why, did you, why does this color matter? And I was like, where is this coming from? It has, it has for centuries. I mean, most, that's, the, that's the main reason. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, there, there are there are microaggressions, things that yeah. are hard to explain. Where she, to, where she, she'd be like, "Well, look at uh, you no, know, this gentleman who's predisposed to sickle cell." Uh, <laughs> uh, not, <laughs> That's the way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The incarceration rate for uh, <laughs> three times more likely. These, <laughs> these fine young fellows. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, man. Three times more. Yeah, I feel that because I'll say that like if it's if I get mad if if somebody is like you know if it's like eh, who's the guy you do the podcast with Patrick or, or is 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 your is the guy you do the podcast with he's a he's, uh, <laughs> he's a, tall like, um, their very very thin <laughs> uh, and it's just like you mean like Afro black black dude. like just just say it like, yeah. why why are we pretending like uh, uh, especially in this in this white ass town. If there's anybody of color, it's just like, just say it. Just like, yeah, like, the, oh, the, that Asian girl. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially in... Don't re once you know the name, don't continue to refer to her as Asian girl. But yeah. once you once you get it all down... You know, Tyler, that, uh, that black guy. Tyler. Tyler, the black guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, the black one, Tyler. Um, yeah, yeah, it's... it's. But I thought that was interesting. I thought that was an interesting... I don't know. It's something I've never been called out on before which hmm. kind of I don't think he should though yeah no absolutely not and we, we kind of got into an argument about it but I was like it's it's just is what it is I don't know I don't know what else you need I don't know if you need like a whole fucking dissertation on why yeah. it's it's white guilt and the white guilt is strong hmm. the white guilt is very strong and if you're dating a girl with a lot of white guilt it's I, I don't know how to get around it it's um because it's like every it, like little little things will come up like and then it's like or I'll say a thing and then like I'll, I'll I'll say a thing that's like not. What do you say? Like I hope I don't get lynched today. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like any any like any like you know I might say something that's not considered politically correct or say it say it in a way that isn't say it in a way that isn't politically correct. Yeah, that's yeah. not wrong. Like say hey it's swallows black dudes. Like that's not wrong, but it's certainly not politically correct. You know yeah. what I mean? And then they it's just they take pause and it's like I can't be fucking. But there are way worse things that could be said than that you know what i mean just sure. describing somebody by their their ethnicity yeah, or race or whatever um white girls man that's my point 
<laughs> I don't know. Hey, do you ha- have you ever had a meet the parents situation with white people? Yeah, with like uh, a, a, a girlfriend, a partner. I don't not uh, with a, with a with a Hispanic girl. I think she, I think she was half like, something and half white. But yeah, I guess it was met very briefly. Was it weird? Yeah, it was really weird because like I came to pick her up at her because she lived with her parents at the time. I came to pick her up um, at her house, and they were like waiting for me. And they're like, "Hello, hi." So like you, outside? No, like inside. Oh. Like she was like, "Hey, come meet my parents." I was like, "Oh, do I have to?" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So I go inside, and they're just like in a line, standing there, like oh. the Brady Bunch or some shit. Like, "Hello, hi." And then like I just like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go fucking. Get food and like why? And, and, but I was like also grown. Like I wasn't. This wasn't like I was a teenager. I'm like why? Why are we? Why am I like? Why am I? This was like a, a year or two ago. I'm like why? Are, why are we doing this? Hmm. It was strange. Yeah. But I never like hung out with them. Yeah. Never. I've never hung out with any parents before. I don't like parents. Parents are weird, man. Even friends' parents. It's like it's uncomfortable. I uh I don't think parents ever liked me. Yeah. Uh yeah. What about you? Did parents like you? No. I mean, that's, that's okay. I like. Are you good with parents? I don't know, cause no one I've dated has introduced me to their parents. But even just like friends, parents and friends, I they would always be like, "Man, I'd rather have your parents, Patrick." Like it, I it was to a degree that it was weird in like grade school of like <laughs> I guess you know. Uh, like when you were young and just honest. <laughs> oh, your parents are great. My parents, I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, and uh, I don't know if it was just that like more people had more turbulent home situations than I did growing up. That, that it like it almost became like he made me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a lot to put on like <laughs> a, a person. <laughs> yeah. Especially mm-hmm. because his dad's an astronaut. Mm, he does an astronaut. So his dad yeah. was his dad spent a lot of time in space. They're like, "Wow, your dad's never here because he's in space. My dad's always here and he hits me." It's like, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> My dad works at the mill. Uh, <laughs> is your dad really an astronaut? Yeah, yeah. That's he's, that's cool. Spent six months on the International Space Station. Fuck yeah! Is he retired or is he? He's now a flight director for NASA. Uh, that's super cool. Did you yeah. spend a lot of time at NASA as a kid? Um, occasionally, you know, just going in, you know, there'd be coworker stuff hanging out with whatever. For some reason, I remember like going a lot. The also, I was in <laughs> cool kid in high school alert uh, robotics club. Uh, you know, team one eighteen, the Robonauts, and uh, like our mentors were NASA people, and we used a like we met on NASA property to like build robotic stuff. And how does he feel about you doing improv? I think that's okay. You tell him you play a good astronaut on stage? (laughs) (laughs) A better astronaut than you've ever been. (laughs) He says I'm funny. Uh, I think you're very funny, Patrick. I'd never performed with you before until the 48-hour marathon. And performing with you and you, Tyler, and a couple other people was really funny and fun. I'm I'm mad that I still can't. I can't because I do do Buzzkill, Buzzmill Wednesday at 9 p.m. I know. So I can't. do Shikorda Purple anymore. We're moving to 8.30, but even then, that's still like, we yeah. won't go on till 9. Yeah. Uh, and you have to, I'm sure you have to be there early. But congratulations on getting that. Thank you. That's Thank super you cool. Much, yeah. um, Devin and Allison did a really good job on that show. Who else is? Me and Angelina Martin. Cool. Angelina's yeah. great. Yeah. She's really funny. Yeah. Um, that's badass, man. Have you guys, you guys have already taken it over, right? You started yeah. your thing? Yeah. We've done it four or five times. Um, five weeks. Is that a show? Six weeks. Do you feel like uh, stand up shows in Austin kind of 
are stretched thin or do you feel like you kind of have good audiences like when you do stuff? Buzzkill like has a great audience. Yeah. Buzzkill has a built-in audience because it's been around for four or five years. So it's been around a long time and people will come. We don't do any advertising for it. People just come, which makes it an easy show to run. That's nice. Because we just show up and fucking do it. Um, other shows, um, it's just hard to get an audience sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I did a show at uh, Ginger, Ginger Man before it uh, closed down and mm-hmm. moved. Um, and we started to get good audiences and then like I think it got like winter time obviously there was less folks but like we were getting we were getting good we had some good shows and it's like if, if that show had, that show ran for maybe like six to eight months and if it had gone if it had gone for two or three years we would have like a fucking show man. just like yeah for sure houses. it would have been a good one but um no I mean there's there's plenty there's there's plenty of stage time there's plenty of people people want people want people want to see stand-up people want to see good stand-up there's a lot of bad shows in town yeah which suck I think a lot, there's a lot of thoughts of like that uh, hurting the scene because, you know, someone who doesn't know anything about stand-up goes and sees a stand-up show. It's a shitty show. And then they're like, oh, Austin comedy is shit. And it's like, well, no, it's just that one show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, but, you could say the same about improv to a degree, right? It's very true. Where, yeah. But it, that sucks because then it could be a really good troupe having a really bad show for yeah. one, you know, one particular show, right? And so, and that just sort of taints somebody, somebody's experience with improv. It's hard to say if there are a lot of bad improv shows. I don't think so. Uh, I do again because of the nature of improv. I think that it's you know like it's not it's not a written material. It's not like this person just sucks at a stand up, right? Yeah, at stand up. Um, I certainly saw some bad shows for Oob. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Always... Out of town. Why are we Why are we bringing all these all these schmucks from out of town? I would put up Austin. Yeah, trips. out of town. Get them out of bounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like why do they suck? Why uh, do they suck? Did you see White Women last year or the year before? No. They were phenomenal. Oh, yeah? They're one of my favorite troops. They're from UCB. Uh, all black dudes. Um, okay, they're all guys who are like right for TV shows yeah. or acting fucking oh, that's commercials or yeah, yeah, yeah. shows. Which cool. is super. And then they're just in this amazing troupe yeah. together. Uh, they were a lot of fun. Yeah. We did a show the other day, and it was us first, and then it was another guy, and then it was a troupe at the end. Twenty, I think 20 minutes each. Mm-hmm. And... I, I think from what my friends that were in the audience, they said the first two, us, we were good. We had a good set. And the, the guy after us, he was like a weird alty kind of act, but he did pretty good. I saw some of his and I was like, eh, but it's, he did pretty good. And then the last troop was just terrible. And it's like, I don't know. And they were from out of town. And it's like the the structure of the show and the setup, it was like, yeah, why are we, why are we getting these? Why are we getting these? Yeah. There's some bad troops. It's interesting. I think we had a show too. And I know, I was just, I was talking to you guys about it before we were recording, uh, and I kind of put it on the audience, but I also will say that the two troops before us, because we went on last, I think they're just our energies weren't compatible. Like we're pretty, mm. you played with us before. We're pretty energetic um, and loud, and I think it was definitely more chill and kind of like mm. subdued improv, I guess. And so I think it was hard to kind of get the audience back from that. Mm-hmm. And I think they already kind of went into the show just tired i don't know if you ever get audiences that are super low energy yeah. Yeah. um and it's hard and when you when your first two troops at, at 20 minutes each are low energy troops and it, it's hard to sort of bring it back from that yeah uh but those were two out of town troops so yeah. i don't mm-hmm. know i know with me and patrick it helps because we talk directly to the audience is it just you guys mm-hmm. for run yeah. the fools mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah. we talk direct so we can be like hey you know it's it's different whenever it's one thing if it's like, hey, we're going to do a scene. And it's like, okay, we'll sit back and watch. But if it's like, hey, we're right here. Yeah, there was even a bit. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody noticed 
within that show, but the tech booth was playing, like there was background music playing at the same time as one of the beats. And so like mid song, uh, I was like, I rhymed something about like going on a tangent, two beats are playing here at this pageant or whatever. I was like, you know, trying to be like, Hey, can you stop one of those things? And just like the idea of like, I don't know. I like the the flexibility of just being able to address the audience, like break the fourth wall without it like compromising the show. Yeah, I love doing that. I love doing stuff like that, uh, even in just normal improv. I don't know if yeah, that makes sure. sense, but I uh, I think I think that audience engagement is important. I think mm-hmm. it makes it fun for them. Yeah. Um, as long as it's you know, I f- I feel like there's a, there's def- I've definitely seen troops do it as a way to get out of doing a scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I've definitely done it for sure. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it's fun when it's, when it's, you're having a good show and you do stuff like that and it's super engaging and the audience is with you. Um, and again, that's what I love about improv, the flexibility of it all. It's, sure. it's, yeah. it can go a thousand different ways. You can have a thousand different shows. Like it's just, it's, um, those immediate reactions and, and, and just things happening organically, right? You're not yeah. beholden to any one particular thing. Yeah, that's what's so fun about the marathon, because you got into it and everything got so loose. You got so loopy that just anything goes. Like it was the idea of like we're in the wings and backstage. It all just went away. I was just like, it's all us. Like you know, it it, it, it kind of broke everything down. It was awesome. Yeah. What do we rap about? Improv. Oh boy, as a, as breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Okay. I think this is a warm up, uh, wrap up beat. Huh. So we'll, we'll go out on this one. Yeah. Is this the last one? Yeah. yeah. Shout out to uh, everybody that listens. Hey. Shout out to everybody that's ever come to a show. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Patrick's dad <laughs> <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> Patrick's dad, man, he's out of this world. Hey, Patrick's dad married another girl. And then he had Patrick and his whole family. And then he's on stage and he says, God damn it, I didn't want that for my son. Why don't he go to space? But now all he's doing is work. Comma space, space work, haha, <laughs> improv stuff. Yeah. I mean, man, yeah. I'm Patrick's father, man, I've had enough. Hey, yo, you know what's funny? Not out of town troops. Everybody in Austin, like motherfucking rules. I got my nigga Patrick and my nigga Tyler. Run their fools, you know what's up? We getting higher. In the sky, man, we know we crack jokes. So fuck all you Austin local white folks <laughs> who can't take it. Yeah, you can't say the N word, except for Patrick, man. Say it, say it right now. Say it, say it, say it. Say it. <laughs> Anytime I'm on stage, it's a battle coming up under my dead yeah living in his shadow but like literally his shadow he's in space uh man yeah run it space race white folks don't like the woke jokes oh they only joke woke that's because those are the folks that can't take nothing all they do is choke and then talk about how the system's fucking broke oh how the system's fucking broke but you know what they like dating black folks huh. and it's cool it's funny it's all great honey until the cops pull us over it's all about their money huh. so damn do you get it these microaggressions do you get everything that i'm saying that i'm spitting you get it when people lock the door next to me but it's what you color blind fuck that you can't see get white up. folks in austin yeah all these area guys trying to avoid the stereotypes yeah uh can't use those words to identify yeah other people with identities oh yeah swole ass dude why a girl says don't be rude i'm saying what's with the attitude she says race don't matter just be cool huh.
Yo, just be cool when you're hanging out with me. Don't be a fucking fool and don't mention race. I don't really care. I don't really care that you got nappy hair. Can I touch it though? Let me rub my fingers through your throat. Man, back the fuck away from me, hope. Shit, I said it though. Oh, living up to stereotypes, bro. Yeah, it is our bro, so our bro pick. Uh, yeah, get out of my hair, ain't no fro pick with your fingers. Yeah, don't want them to linger. Uh, man, yeah, I feel like we just need something to come together on. Yeah, cause we're doing this yet together strong. Feel like it is another one of these together songs. Yeah, cause together right, not together wrong. Fingers in my hair, man, take it out. Don't touch my hair unless we making out. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm all about it. If you pull and squeeze it and you twist, I shout, bitch. Oh, yo, I twist, I shout. Stick your fucking fingers from my hair into my mouth. That's how I like it, baby, I get down. I'm coming from straight, I'm straight from H-Town. I'm from the South, we sipping lean. Yeah, we getting green. Yeah, we getting high, know what the fuck I mean. We got Patrick, Cream, Er, and Tyler. Gross upon the mic, you know we getting nasty. We getting trashy. Oh, you taste like cigarette butts, you ashy. And I don't give a fuck, cause you looking good with your white skin, pale skin. Baby, let me get up in under the hood. Yeah, we're rapping hard. I got a hard on here with T Nasty and Ryan Dahlbach. Oh. Yeah, we're doing this good. Man, yeah, what you were in our hood. Oh, yeah, no, I'm the best. When I fucking rap, you know, I never rest. Oh, yeah, don't let this shit go to my head. No white girls, I want the Lily Lopez. Damn, Lily Lopez. Brown skin, baby mama, big. I respect but, her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, check me out, check me out, check me out. I got a brown skin girl who about to knock you out. Her name is Lopez, and you know she do me well. Yo, my little mama see the man gonna do me swell. So this is what it is, man. This is what we do. Chilling with the niggas with the improv crew. And shouts out to Roy, you can say inward too. And it's okay, my dude. Yo, say it, say it, please say it, just say it. Okay. Come on, say it, say it, say it. Okay, Kareem over at the hideout, <laughs> say the N word. Hey, Valerie at the hideout, say the N word. Hey, yo, Michael Jasper at Coltown Theater said the N word. Hey, no. yo, Cleveland, go ahead and say the N word. Hey, Merlin from Merlin word, say the N word. Hey, Institution Tom Brooker, say the N word. Hey, whole Austin Improv, say the N word. Except for you. Steve Rogers, you can't say, it. You can't say. It. No one's gonna get those references. This, this has been, been off the dome. dome. Say it. Say it.